Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, S.J., Book 2, Chapter 1, Section 4, Abandonment, a Source of Joy. The state of abandonment comprises the most heroic generosity. There is nothing more generous than the way in which a soul having faith accepts the most deadly perils and troubles, beholding in them something divine of the spiritual life. When it is a question of swallowing poison, or filling a breach, or slaving for the plague-stricken, in all this they find a plenitude of divine life, not given to them drop by drop, but in floods, which inundate and engulf the soul in an instant. If an army were animated by the same ideals, it would be invincible. This is because the instinct of faith is an elevation and enlargement of the heart above and beyond all that is presented to the senses. The life of faith and the instinct of faith are one and the same. It is an enjoyment of the goods of God and a confidence founded on the expectation of his protection, making everything pleasant and received with a good grace. It is indifference too, and at the same time a preparation for every place, state, or person. Faith is never unhappy, even when the senses are most desolate. This lively faith is always in God, always in his action above contrary appearances by which the senses are darkened. The senses, in terror, suddenly cry to the soul, unhappy one, you have now no resource, you are lost. And instantly faith with a stronger voice answers, keep firm, go on, and fear nothing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. John Henry Newman used to say that 10,000 difficulties don't make a single doubt, as far as I consider the meaning of the terms, he said. 10,000 difficulties don't make a single doubt. And he used to say that if he looked out at the world, in all its confusion and all the things that were going on, yes, you can know from the created things about the creator. But insofar as man has distorted things, insofar as the world is going in a certain way, Newman used to say, and I'm paraphrasing, 
that he would not believe in God. Meaning, the world and all the evil and all the disruption and all the lack of rationality seem to indicate that God isn't there, that God isn't acting, that things seem to be very bad. And yet, John Henry Newman lived constantly in the presence of God. He lived by faith. He was aware in a unique way, it seems, in light of most of his contemporaries. In fact, in light of many of the saints who have ever lived, he lived this presence of God in an intense way, a very unique way. He was given a tremendous awareness of God's presence. And so his faith constantly went beyond what he was sensing, beyond what his imagination was frightening him with, because the imagination is a kind of internal sense. Beyond the senses, the internal senses, the external senses, beyond it to the invisible world, to the unseen world. And that's what his faith clung to. It clung to God. Is that a make-believe world? Is that just filling yourself with some illusion to make life able to be lived? No. <laughs> faith is the most important virtue because faith allows us to live by the truth. And the truth is that God exists. And the truth is that everything that exists is a participation in God, that God is creating all things, that you and I are in his hands. And he seems to delight when there is this almost, almost contradiction between what we believe and what seems to be going on. Here we are almost ready for Christmas. And if we had been in the world a few days before the Savior was born, and we were looking on this vast world with all the evils in the Roman Empire, all the evils in every other kingdom of the world, all the lack of faith in Israel itself. We may have despaired almost. Lord, the one God, how are you allowing all this evil, this darkness to surround us? And yet at that very moment, unseen to the eye, the Savior was moving among us, hidden in the womb of Mary. The Savior was making his move. He was sneaking behind enemy lines. He was preparing to enter into this world in a visible way so that he might begin the establishment of his kingdom, a kingdom of grace and peace and truth. We cannot live by our senses purely and simply. We need our senses. Above all, we need our hearing because faith comes from hearing. And faith comes from people who preach. And people cannot preach unless they talk, proclaim the word. But even those preachers can only go forth because they're called by God. They're invited by God. So let us beg the Lord tonight for courage. 
if we are on the side of Jesus Christ, no matter how things seem, in the end, God will be all in all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.